Hey, the Washington football team that classified best podcast that's out there. You know we got some good people like Eric and Ellie, they on there. We know Washington football team, the best team out there, and we don't care. They used to talk about how we ain't make it to the players, but boy, did y'all go there? Let's talk about Chase Young getting them sacks. Let's talk about Gibson running it back. Let's talk about Terry Lawrence scoring touchdowns every time he catching that pass. Let's talk about Rupert Foster, how he's sitting there waiting for somebody to run that slant. Let's talk about Kim Fuller, how many picks he got. Yeah, the boy be still in the pass. Pick six. Welcome back to another episode of the Washington football team declassified podcast. This is not just any episode, though. This is the episode of all episodes. This is our training camp spectacular. We have special guests in the building. We're going to get right to them. But first, let's let Eric say hi to the people. Eric, say what's up. Hello, everybody. All right. And of course, I am your host, L.E. And let's get to our guests here. And uh, Miguel, why don't you tell us where you guys are coming from right now? Where are you guys at? Oh, well, sure. Hello. uh, Hello, guys. Hello, Lawrence Eric. Uh, my name is Miguel. Here's my partner, Inigo. We're both from Mexico. We're, we're, we're doing the first Mexican podcast about the Washington football team. This is the first uh, show we, we, we know of in Mexico about the team. And we're very happy to be here with you guys. Absolutely happy to have you guys here. And you guys are doing great work out there. And we know a few folks that... Uh, I think in common, like uh, our friend uh, Ilse as well. So um, you guys are doing awesome stuff. And tell me, um, Inigo, how did you guys get involved with being fans of the Washington football team? Well, I'm a fan since 1987, since the the Super Bowl 26, since I was a, a little kid. And well, I, I met Miguel a few years ago uh, by Twitter. He He asked me to... To, he, he invited me to to uh, a game of picks for the uh, NFL, and I met him. Then I find out he 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 was a Redskins fan, now a Washington Football Team fan, and we decided to to make the show of the the verse Spanish speaking of of the Washington Football Team. Yeah. So how did you like? How did how did I don't know. We we have a hard time finding uh, Washington fans, and we live in Northern Virginia. Sometimes, how did how did you become fans all the way in Mexico of this team? Because I imagine the only games you guys would get regularly would be Dallas Cowboys games, uh, or maybe like Arizona games. So, how did you become fans of this team? That's that's the real question. Well, I like the colors. I like Hart Monk since 1986, and I like Doug Williams. I actually I. I I was um, attracted to uh, uh, a black quarterback, and Doug Williams uh, find my attraction, and I became a Redskins fan. All the way back in '87, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Miguel. In um, my case, uh, it was 1991. Honestly, yeah. I was like, uh, I was an NFL fan like a couple of years before that, because you watch the Super Bowl. My dad used to. Watch this, every Super Bowl with his friends. Funny story, my dad is a Dallas Cowboys fan because of what you're saying. <laughs> right, they, of they, course he they, is, yeah. That's what we get here. And yeah. Cowboys and the Steelers, that's what we get most of the time. Now Patriots. But one day I was watching a game and I said, oh, that, that's a really cool helmet right there. I love the color. I mean, everything about it. And 1991 was a great year for Washington, right? Oh, yeah. Mark Rippin and all of the all of the guys who were there, and I remember watching the Super Bowl and the way they blew the Bills out. I said, "That's my team." Yes. And I never looked back. Yes. Hey, same way. I'm, you know, to be frank, that was my first experience with the football team as well in '91. So these are great stories to hear. I love hearing this, and you know, it, it is always interesting to see that you know because you know, you talked about it at the time there weren't a lot of black quarterbacks playing the position. So when you see one there. It's, it, you know, look at me, you know, especially for me, it was kind of like, hey, cool, this is great to see. Um, you mentioned Art Monk, which, by the way, great choice, one of my all-time favorite players. Miguel, do you have a favorite player? Well, it, it has to be uh, Daryl Green. Since yeah. those times, uh, Daryl Green uh, was a, a great cornerback. Uh, the speed of Daryl Green at all those years in, uh, at, the, uh, at the Redskins, um, that's the other part. Art Monk and then the Derek Green, a defense and an offense guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think if you asked any Washington fan 
of a certain age group, those two guys are the first ones to come up. And, and I'm, I'm very clearly in that sure. age group. Uh, it's funny. We all kind of picked a Super Bowl year. My, my, my year was 82. Uh, as a real young kid uh, watching John Riggins. Um, that, that's kind of when I got hooked. Uh, I'm still, I don't really remember. I got to be honest. I mean, I was like six years old, five years old at the time. Um, I don't really remember the 82 team that well, but I do remember the diesel horn. And that's kind of when I got hooked on it as well. And of course the 83 and I, you know, I got hooked because, and I was, I have more respect for you guys because you all came on kind of at the, especially Ellie and Miguel came on at the tail end of the, of the greatness. And you've had to deal with, you know, your favorite team being not very good for 25 years, where at least, you know, to, to an extent, uh, Inigo and myself, we, you know, we kind of remember those glory years and we have a reason for liking this team. You guys are just diehard fans and I, and I love you for it. <laughs> so look, we got, we got training camp coming up and uh, this is always a cool moment for me because this means the season's about to start, right? Like this is when you got through July when there's not a lot going on with the NFL and now here it is training camp starts tomorrow. As a matter of fact, um, Miguel, what are you looking forward to uh, in this upcoming training camp? Well, uh, to be honest, I really want to see the offense take form for me. That's, that's the most important part. We know the defense is going to be good. We saw that last year. We, we kind of like know what we're getting. Obviously, I want to see Jamin Davis get into the mix, get uh, used to the defense and all the system. But honestly, my focus is on the, on the offense. See how Ryan Fitzpatrick fits with the guys like Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and all of those guys, as well as the offensive line. I want to see how they take form. Absolutely. That's what I love about camp. What about you, Nigga? Yeah, well, actually, the wide receivers. I'm I'm pretty high up up the with the with the group of wide receivers, and especially as a Latin American, well, Samis Reyes. We want to to look Samis Reyes and get the roster of of fifty three. Yeah, yeah. I think you just tipped me off to the answer, uh, but uh, I was going to ask, uh, what was your favorite off season move? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is gonna give a, a, a whole um, look for the for this offense. Yeah, he's definitely something we haven't had. Like, you know, we haven't had two really, really good receivers since going back to like Pierre Garcon, Deshaun Jackson, you know, type of time. And that was a that was a lot of fun in 2015 with that team, who I think some people thought we should have gone a little further than we did. Um, are you guys excited about uh, AG, the running back, Antonio Gibson for his second year? For sure. I mean, who, who isn't? You you gotta love what Antonio Gibson is doing, and also because he will give another dimension to the offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick is used to like sling it out and throw balls deep, and one of the biggest differences for him will be to have uh, Antonio Gibson there. And let, let's pay attention to my guy JD McKissick. Sure. He's gonna be there. He should be part of the mix. Yeah. yeah what is your uh, what's your make what's your take on Ryan Fitzpatrick? Are you excited or are you tepid like uh, Ellie and I? I'm honestly I'm I'm excited. I I feel not like super confident. I'm not like Ilse who is in love with the guy. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not yeah, there. We hadn't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> if you have talked with her like for three minutes, you know it. Yeah. But in my case, honestly, uh, I'm I'm excited because I think the guy is. Uh, a, a, a good fit for the, for, for the team. You know, Ron Rivera has said he doesn't want to, like, uh, pay the, the entire future of the franchise for one quarterback. So it's a good move. Especially now that we're seeing, like, on days like this, when Deshaun Watson might get traded and Aaron Rodgers is making his way out of Green Bay, like, he's, he's preparing a plan to leave the team, like, next year. So you play with Fitzpatrick this year, you see what you can get, most likely they will get to the playoffs and then you make your move for Aaron Rodgers, something like that. So for me, it's a good move, honestly. I like the plan. Let me, let me close it out like this. I want each of you to tell me how far you think we can go. And Miguel, you mentioned playoffs. How deep into the playoffs can we go this year? Me? Oh. Yep. Honestly, I think that they will win like maybe the, the Walker round and then they will like maybe and in the divisional games. I don't see them going farther because honestly, this is a team that is still in a process. Okay. So let's, let's not wait for the Super Bowl this year. Let's wait, let's see, maybe this year. 
and next year with a maybe with a better quarterback, then we can go all the way up. I'll take it. Inigo, how far are we yeah. going this year? Yeah, I, I'm like Miguel. Um, the championship game, it's pretty hard to, to get on. on. Uh, winning the wild card, it's, um, it's a possible thing. Um, I'm like Miguel. Just win one playoff game, and then next year, 2022, maybe go to the, to the Super Bowl. It's like funny it. how uh, in the in, in the preseason when you say, "Well, we're going to win one 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 preseason, or we're going to win one postseason game and probably go out in the divisional round," and I think that'll be a success. But then when you go out in that divisional round, you're just like, "This team is terrible. I hate these guys." <laughs> But it's always funny how the, the difference in opinion, uh, what, what what a playoff loss looks like, at, uh, depending on what time of year it is. It turns around everything. Absolutely. Hey, um, tell our listeners where they can find your content, please. Eagle, go ahead. Yeah, but well, in uh, on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram, we I, I can uh, you can find me at at Imaisterrena, and then uh, the the podcast the podcast uh, Twitter is at Somos Washington. Thank you guys. Hey, great work, and we thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys. Thank you, Lawrence. So much. And thank you, Lawrence and Eric. See ya. Thank you, guys. We're going to continue with our training camp extravaganza. We had a good time in Mexico, right, Eric? We did. All right. Now no we hangover got, or anything. <laughs> no hangovers from the tequila. Hey, we got two of the most famous guys on Twitter from the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. We got Keith Gray in the building. Say what's up. <laughs> what up, guys? <laughs> right, we got, that's we got a Jesse tough act to follow there. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> Jesse Martin's in the house. What's up, Jesse? Oh, what's going on, man? Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I see the Sean Taylor town in the background. Is that your all-time favorite player? Uh, all time. Well, 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 Gary Clark is, but ST's a, a very close second. Gary Clark is a solid choice. Like, you don't usually get that. Like, everybody loves him, but, yeah, that's a very solid choice for a favorite player. I actually, my first uh, my first Redskins jersey was a Ricky Sanders, so he's always got a special place in my heart as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. definitely. <clears throat> Music to my ears. Unfortunately, it's the, the old heads that say that, so – Yeah, but yeah, the, most of them Rick, think Ricky Sanders sells chicken or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who? Young Ricky kids, who? Man. Yeah. Huh? They don't know. Hey, yeah, look. Uh, I think you got to have some gray in your beard. Listen, to, Sanders yeah, was very is. underrated during his time. He Loved was. him here. Yeah, he absolutely. Training camp is knocking on the door, fellas. Are you excited? Mm, man, I've been waiting for this for months. Me and Keith's been talking about this. I just. I mean, my persona, I'm supposed to say, no, I hate this team. <laughs> But the reality is, absolutely, I'm excited. It's my first camp trip. So, you know, yeah. listen, you know, for several years, I, I had no interest in going. The culture was just terrible. Everything about it. I was unhappy with Gruden. There was just no reason for me to really say, let me drive four and a half hours to go sweat and see this team, you know, go out and lose, you know, honestly. And that's why I had you know, a negative attitude, but you know, this year it's a little bit different, man. We're, I, I see us trending upwards. So absolutely. I, I'm on board for this. And some people will call me a fake fan over that. And it is what it is. I don't care. I'm I still going to go out there more bandwagon than fake, but that's okay. We still love you. I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah. Bandwagon. There's nothing wrong with the bandwagon. No, not at all. I'm jumping on the ship while it's riding hot. Exactly. <laughs> well, Keith's always been there. He just, uh, you know, he's, he's taking a different approach and, and I, I, I can totally understand it. That the, the team from two years ago, it, you compare that to now, it feels like a total different team than, than what it was. And, and that's from top to bottom. And that, uh, you know, a, a lot of props has to go to Ron Rivera and, and even Jason Wright. Um, Cause it, it just feels different. And, and I know he said that during the Gibbs 2.0 and, and, and even Mike Shanahan, but this one feels just more different, uh, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and honestly, Keith, what you sound like is just a, a fan who's been a fan for a long time and has been yeah. through it all. That's pretty much because that's kind of where I am as well. Yeah. So I don't hate. I don't. I don't hate on you. That's. I mean, that's a very like it's a it's a visceral kind of uh, feeling, but it's a tr it's the feelings of a true fan, and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. So hopefully we can you know we can keep you around happy 
with a smile <laughs> on your face. <laughs> I'm trying. Listen, I, I, yeah. I've definitely changed from last year. Just, just wait till Fitzpatrick throws four picks in the game, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and he's going to get right back to where he was. So That's week, be a two, week, week two is what you're saying. <laughs> week two, yeah. yeah. Hey, we're going to keep the energy positive, though. That's not going to happen. That's not <laughs> no. happen. No. Hey, you know what's funny, though? You guys mentioned um, – training camp and keep that make sure it was on before but jesse and eric i assume you guys have and if you went during that jay gruden era man training camp looked like high school football practice like there was just nothing going on people were walking from station to station there was no Pretty tempo much. nothing it was yeah. as a fan you're like man this can't be right right and then of course those teams would come in from like out of town and just completely show us up and you're like it's not gonna be a good year at all yeah, I'm not one to really read into a whole lot, but, you know, when that one tweet that went viral in the Washington community, you know, yeah. where it showed Deshaun Jackson, and it wasn't during camp, it was during practice, but Deshaun Jackson pinching Gruden's nipple. Yeah. You know, that, that could go so many different ways. I mean, originally when I first saw it, I was like, eh, I mean, he's having fun with the coach. I mean, there's nothing wrong with players having fun, but when you're losing, that's a different story. And so that was a wrong time and a place, I think, for – that type of tweet because it was really giving us fans nothing to be excited for in my Could you imagine if Terry McLaurin would gave Ron a purple nipple? <laughs> I mean, I think, I think people that, would was that. that was one of the first things I said on one of our first podcasts. That was like, I think I said that exact thing, yeah. like yeah, all the way last year. Yeah. You just can't, you can't even picture that. It's, it, just, it just wouldn't happen. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. And the Gruden training camps, like I, I went to one, I think it was about I mean, 14 and Sean McVay was there and the difference in coaching style, you could see that oh, Sean yeah. McVay had the team's respect more so than, than uh, the head coach did. And that was not a good sign. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I've been to, uh, I think all, but one, maybe two uh, training camps in Richmond. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to actually, to get back there and to see an actual uh, real, how, how a real football team is supposed to be preparing. For, I'm for pretty much going to pretend like I know what I'm looking at. <laughs> and then I'm going to come on our podcast. Oh, wait, I'm not, I was fired. I forgot. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk on Twitter about uh, how I understand position battles and, yeah. you know, what I see and pretend like I know everything there is to know about football. That's usually how that works. Uh, what you need to do is just throw out a couple of hot takes and just, and just die on those Hills. There you and go. If you hit on one, you're a legend. That's yeah, the way, that's the way it's going to work. So yeah. a couple of years ago was Terry's rookie year. Um, this goes actually way back. Cause I, we, we did a, a public mock draft on another, on another uh, blog that I wrote for. And I actually mock draft Terry at that pick that he got taken at. So I had to roll with him, but I would go to camp and I would be like, Terry McLaurin is unbelievable. You guys are going to love him. But I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> Turns out that I did. All I'm hey, going to say. There you go. That's it right there. That's your claim to fame right there. Yeah. Yep. So just throw out a hot couple of hot takes and hope one hits. And then That's you'll just, I, you're made uh, man. I, I did one time when, uh, uh, I had, I have an awesome video of, uh, Terrell Pryor, um, with a, <laughs> I was five feet away from him, and yes. uh, I, I put that out, and and yeah, I, I burned on that hill right there. I tell you what, That's you know right. what though, many did, but Eric, <laughs> yeah. Eric, you seem to understand me. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. We're both just a bunch of a couple of blowhards. Yeah. So, yep. but people love one of us for it. <laughs> I won't say who. I don't know who. I don't know who. Right, I think so it's look, you, sir. We got a. Uh, let me let me get to this real quick. So we, you know, we got the Fitzpatrick and uh, Heineke thing going on from last year. A lot of people felt like Heineke deserved a shot to start. It looks like the coaching staff said otherwise. Uh, looks like Fitzpatrick is the guy going in. Um, Jesse, is there anything that Heineke can do in camp to potentially get some run at the one spot? I mean, take Fitzpatrick's knees out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I I just don't think so. I, I honestly think the coaching staff knows what they have in Heineke. Um, they've been on, he's been on the staff before. Um, uh, you know, anything short of, of Fitzpatrick just blowing it uh, in, in camp. Um, I just don't. I just don't think he has an opportunity. I think there's going to be a a battle, a QB a competition, but I think it's going to be for QB two. To be honest with you, um, and. Uh, it all comes down to Fitzpatrick really and how he plays. I, I think I want a lot of people think that I don't like Taylor Heineke, which is couldn't be further from the truth. I want him on this team and I, and I just want him as our, as our QB too. I, 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 I love the way he played for us in, in the 
five quarters that he played and, and people got to realize that he is 28 years old. He has been in the league and, and he has tape out there and, and he has been through camps and, and people know what he can do. And a lot of people, I just don't think understand that he's just not, he's just not there. He hasn't been there. He's had that time. I mean, he was a QB two on, on an XFL team and I know I'm, go, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I like Taylor Heineke and I think he would be perfect to play in spurts. Uh, maybe Fitzpatrick gets hurt or maybe, uh, maybe he has one of his bad games and, and Taylor, you know, comes in in the second half and, and, and tries to clean up. I think he's a perfect quarterback to do that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a better story than he is quarterback in a weird sure. way in the NFL. It's a great, great story. I mean, yeah. we all of us, we were all on the edge of our seats at that playoff game. I mean, yeah. were we not? For sure. It provided hope. Which we haven't had. I mean, yeah. you know, the quarterback play all last year, I think, put us in such a desperate spot that when we saw that little glimmer of hope, it was like, oh, it's goal time. We got to sign him to a lifetime yeah. contract. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Keith. Was there, has there been a player like during camp that you're or preseason you were like, man, this guy's going to be a legend for us, and he never worked out? RG3. <laughs> <laughs> I stay committed oh, and loyal. Oh, oh he, he, he loves him some RG3. RG3 is a legend, though. He is, he does have that one year, so he is technically a legend. It's, you know, a little overstated as to how great he was, I think, but that one year he was very good. Again, uh, that one year provided hope. Yep. And, you know, we didn't have that as fans. We were all excited. We were all devastated by that injury. And we all hoped at, at some point from that injury, he could come back just from there, man. I don't know what happened. And I died on that Hill alone. Um, but to this day, I will still, I will still stand by my guy. Um, I just wish things would have been different, you know, but I, I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. A lot of it has to do with, who's willing to invest jay gruden was not willing to invest in rg3 there were a lot of people that said you know hey a guy doesn't he's proven that he doesn't know how to read defenses um i mean that i'm not even gonna argue that point anymore but just to keep keep it small and light yeah rg3 man i i stay loyal if you're listening rg3 i love you <laughs> <laughs> all right uh jesse which one thing you want to get out of camp or you want the team to take out of camp this year uh, repeat that again which one thing you want uh, the team to walk out of camp oh, healthy yeah, just health everybody remain healthy that's that's i i don't think you can uh, you know ask for anything more i i just want everybody to come out healthy uh, if we stay healthy we've got a chance this year i i i strongly believe that i, I think whatever team's healthiest out you know in the nfc east that's who's going to uh you know between new york um uh, dallas and us and Maybe if Philly gets Deshaun Watson, we'll see how that goes. But I think who's ever is healthiest is, is going to win the, uh, the division. So no big names get injured. That's all I want. And uh, Keith, anything you want to see different from that during camp? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with Jesse on this one. I think health is is the most important. Um, I want to see – I want to come out and see this team chemistry. These are young guys, man, mm -hmm. and they're they're super excited to be there. Um, just seeing John Allen's tweet today talking about forever Washington or, you know, love Washington forever. Like these guys are displaying love for the team, which we haven't seen from many players, you know, through the year. So I just want to see how their chemistry is going and, and uh, hope that we can build the momentum, you know, going, going towards the season. I think these guys understand what challenges they're going to be facing, you know, this season. Um, it's just, they're going to go out there and continue to play hard, you know, and they definitely don't need fans like me crapping on them. So I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jesse, tell the people where they can find your podcast. And your yeah, podcast. you can catch us uh, on YouTube um, uh, every Tuesday evening. Uh, also on Google, um, uh, iTunes, Apple Pods, uh, pretty much everywhere you can get, uh, 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 you know, any, any podcast platform. We're, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. Absolutely. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, it's uh, J-E-S-S-Y-S-2-4. He never yes, remembers it. Four. Man, that's almost as bad as mine. Yeah. The old one. <laughs> that, old, that, that, that OG pod, that one I had was rough. It was like, you're, you're getting there too. A lot of numbers. Lot of numbers. Our, on our pod, he always messes up his handle. Always I laugh every time. <laughs> hey, Keith, give us your handle too, man. 
Yeah, you can catch me uh, arguing with someone over food picks or something silly at uh, Twitter at KGSkins26. Yeah, I was going to recommend restaurants for you down in Richmond, but then I remember that you eat like a toddler. So <laughs> yeah, you probably. He told, he texted me. He said, you need to pick where we're going to eat at. Yeah, wherever, uh, whoever serves chicken nuggets and Miracle Whip, that's, that's where you're going. <laughs> There's all truth to that. I can't argue. No debate. I told him I was going to bring him some, uh, some, some, uh, Tostitos uh, pizza rolls and we'll put it in the, in the freezer. Yeah. I was going to recommend like, you know, original Mexican restaurant or Mama J's or something like that, but it just sounds like it will oh, not we're be going to Mama J's. We're Mama J's is Mama fantastic. Yeah. I, Keith might even like something there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I they got a kid's guys. menu, I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fellas, we appreciate you stopping in with us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Appreciate thanks. It. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I could guilt trip you to get me on. <laughs> Even brought a fourth wheel. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. We're going to continue our training camp extravaganza. Eric, you having a good time so far? This is the best time I've had since ever because I have a lonely life. <laughs> He's married, guys. All right. Um, yeah. Hey, we got a, spe- a lot of special guests now to talk about training camp with us. We're going to kick it to Yaus. Yaus, tell them who you are and where they can find you. Uh, I'm Brian Yaus. Uh, I'm a good friend of Ellie. Uh, you can find me if you want on Twitter at Modest Yaus. Uh, need some followers. Go check me out. Yeah, run his numbers up. All right, we got <laughs> <laughs> we got Mike Pite in the building. You've heard him before on this podcast. Mike, tell them where you're from, where they can find you. What's up, y'all? Mike Pyatt. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Mike from Southwest, the abbreviated Southwest. That's at Mike from SW. Um, I'm one half of adding your mic to podcast. And yeah, I'm just ready to talk some football, man. A little upset you didn't mention the Wizards podcast, but maybe Rashad will do that when we I get there. I was looking at nah, 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 Don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry about Don't leave nah. me hanging like that. Don't put me out there like that. You missed your turn. We can go right to Addy. Addy, how you doing, man? What's really good? I'm the other half of the Eddie and Mike show. You can find me at Eddie Pickering on Twitter, Eddie Pickering on Facebook. I know that's kind of an older head thing, but uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Hey, give me your MySpace account while you're at it, will you? Oh, <laughs> your AOL email address if you have that. <laughs> hey, we got we got Rashad Hunter, who I like to call the future of DC podcasting. How you doing, Rashad? Tell him uh, what I'm he can good. find. Him. I'm good, man. I am at Damage DC fan. So if you hear this and you follow me, this is the face behind it. But um, I also have a podcast called Sports Pain Index with me and my two other friends. Go check us out on all platforms, I believe. And I'm also one third of Wizards Declassified with Thank you. The, these two. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll shout it out since Mike <laughs> doesn't want to show us love for whatever That's reason. messed up. Hey. <laughs> you went first, bro. <laughs> So look, training camp is tomorrow, the first day of training camp. It's about time. It was a long July. Here we are. Here we go. I want to start like this. I'm going to ask you guys to give me a player that you loved in preseason that did not work out in the NFL. I'm going to start with you, Eric. Who's your favorite player? Not your favorite Oh, you're putting me on the spot with this one. And I just, uh, it's right. Oh, Evan Royster. That was my guy. I really liked Evan Royster. I thought he had all the right instincts and he just, for what I think he just didn't get the chance because the coaches hated him. That's what I'm going to roll with. Can't possibly that he was an NFL quality running back because I saw it and everybody else should have too. So Evan Royster is my guy for that one. You're all wrong. He was trash. <laughs> I like Evan Royster, man. He didn't deserve the trash, man. Yeah, no. Ellie is, uh, he's very hardcore team Hello, So that's why he hates on Evan Royster. Mm-hmm. That was Another uh, turd running back, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're up, man. Who's your guy from the preseason? Uh, I'd say Marco Mitchell. We had like three preseasons where he was going to be the hope. And then the hope died once the regular season start every single season. Um, but I'm still keeping his memory alive. <laughs> like the candle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, if you believed in Marco Mitchell, raise your hand, please. If you were a believer in Marco Mitchell. Look at this. Yeah, we got Representing. Don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah, he yeah, put yeah, both yeah. hands up. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm taking this one. I respect it. <laughs> Mr. Pye, who was your guy? Um, I'm going to have to say Cole Burnham, man. Like, I, when, he, when we drafted him or signed him or however he got here, I was like, I don't know, but, you know, his style of play kind of captured me, so I was rooting for the man a little bit. Got a little Colt Brennan and Taylor Heineke's, too. 
Yeah. You can yeah. see it. You can see it in the play style. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. to Cole Brennan, too, man. That's yeah. tragic. Yeah. Tragic. Way to bring the mood down, Mike. All right, Eddie, yeah. who you got? Who's your guy? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I'll go a little more recent. Robert Davis kind of was feeling him a little bit. Oh, the speed sure. demon, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, he, was, he had a good uh, chemistry with, with Haskins, didn't he, during the preseason? Yeah, all should have been a red flag right there, yeah. <laughs> uh, once he said Haskins, the whole mood of the whole room, everybody just put their heads down in shame. You just, sad times. Yeah. Rashad, you're up, man. Who's your guy? Uh, Eddie, Eddie said it. I, I loved Roy Haloo, man. Like, he just... Maybe it was the hair, the 29. I mean, he stuck around on the team in the regular season, but he never really played. But I, I was a big Halu guy. Yeah. He had 14 catches in one game. I guess the 49ers, right. I was there. 14 yeah. catches for like 32 yards. When, <laughs> when nobody threw to the running back. Yeah. Alex yeah. Smith would have loved that guy. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 well, funny you say that because that game was against Alex Smith and the 49ers, and John Beck was a quarterback, and I was there. Um, my, I have two guys because none of you guys said this. My first one is Marcus Mason, the running back. Tell me you guys didn't love that guy. In preseason, I loved him. That's Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He was nothing in the NFL. I kept waiting for him to call him up for the practice squad. It never happened. Uh, and then Darnarian McCants. You guys remember that right receiver from the preseason? Yeah. His, his greatest accomplishment was off the field. He dated uh, Vivica A. Fox. That was his greatest, yeah, that was his nice. greatest achievement. Is that the same uh, dude that, that was an R&B singer? Go to bed. Yeah, I think it was. Man, I remember he was like a painter or something like that. A man of many talents. This dude did everything. Hey, he he obviously didn't need that. You can see why he didn't work out in the NFL. He was <laughs> doing other stuff. Man, you know what? One of the, go ahead. I was just saying he's an artiste. Yes, an artiste. One yes. of the greatest. One of the greatest things about the training camp in the preseason is like your hope starts all over again. No matter what happened last year. You're back. You love it. You're you're fully bought in. Yeah, so you bought into the team this year? Uh, I'm bought into us doing well in the division. I think once we get in the later stages of the playoffs, if that happens, probably not going to go that far. It's hard to rest everything on a, what, like five-time retread in Fitzpatrick, not mm-hmm. to bring the mood down. Um, I think our defense can make, it, make us get out of the conference because everyone else seems to be finding themselves if you will um but against a team like kansas city or something like that we just don't have the firepower yet okay okay mike uh how how high are you on this team going into training camp i'm as high as i've ever been on any washington football team quite simply it just feels like they did it the right way if that makes any sense like we've seen just how trash the organization has been for the last 30 years, 20 years or so. But this season or the last two seasons, like I can't hate. They've been they've been killing it. Yeah, yeah. And you agree with your partner there? Yeah, absolutely got to echo those sentiments. As I uh, look across the board, I'm pretty confident in saying we all remember the 99 Redskins with LeVar and Dion and all those other guys. This is not that same kind of team. They weren't overpaying stars who were past their prime. We drafted, we build right. Uh, We even were kind of cautious with money, I think, as a whole. Uh, Shout out to Jonathan Allen and his payday. Uh, I I like what we're doing. I really do. And I think while we don't have the offensive uh, firepower of Kansas City, I think we could creep up on some teams that don't expect it. I really do. More points than they think we would. Yeah. Rashad, how do you think we're going to do this year? See, personally, I think other than – Tampa Bay the NFC is almost it's pretty wide open yeah like the Saints Drew Brees retired even if you even if you want to look at the division we still Daniel Jones is still in the division so I don't consider the Giants really comp when you have Daniel Jones uh Philly is if they win six games as a celebration Dallas <laughs> their defense is awful and the rest of the the rest of the divisions it's one team at the top, and they're not – I don't think they're that much better than us talent-wise. They probably are quarterback-wise. We bought off Fitzpatrick. But everywhere else, this roster is crazy this year, Yeah, top to bottom. It's hey, scary, actually. Hey, Eric, if I said you could have Daniel Jones or Ryan Fitzpatrick, which one are you taking? 
Um, it doesn't matter, honestly. It <laughs> I don't care. It's it like, oh, whatever. It's like Coke or Pepsi. I, it's. <laughs> I probably take Fitzpatrick over Jones just because of the experience, because um, he's he's seen a little bit more. But I mean, I don't see a huge gap in those two guys. I think I, I think that uh, the Giants are a little bit underrated because of Daniel Jones. But you know, just seeing that he occasionally catches fire, he does have a little bit of that uh, that Eli Manning vibe to him, where like he can be trash. And then just for whatever reason, just turn it on and just kind of catch fire and get hot for no, no explicable reason. Uh, and, you know, the, the team can go on a run because he's just not terrible. So I'm not as low on Daniel Jones as some of the other people, but between him and Fitzpatrick, I probably it's Fitzpatrick by a beard hair. You know, nice. I can't, I can't trash Daniel Jones until we beat him. Yeah. He's four. Yeah. Tackled by a blade of grass. Stop. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, we talked about some of the preseason busts, but Yaus, tell me who you're excited to watch this offseason or this uh, training camp slash preseason. I'm excited about our new wide receivers. Uh, we got a quarterback that likes to air it downfield. Uh, we finally have someone to give uh, Terry, get some pressure off of Terry. Uh, I think it's Diami Brown, if I'm saying that right. You got it. Uh, he's supposed to be fast as lightning. Uh, we have Samuels coming in, which I don't think he was a washout at uh, at the Panthers. I think he just fell out of favor. So I think it was a great pickup by them. And I think having three very above average wide, receive, wide receivers will complement our already strong running game quite a bit. I like it. Mr. Pyatt, who are you excited to watch this uh, training camp? There's one person that's been on my radar since the draft. Benjamin St. Juice. Juice. I'm telling y'all, and I know it's hard to like look at a cornerback for highlights and whatnot. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's just him as a person, him as a player. Like dude, just seems like he's legit. Can't believe we got him in the third round. I'm very excited to see what's up with him. I like it. Eric and I, when we did our uh, St. Juice declassified episode, we were pretty in the middle on him. I think it was. We, you know, we didn't expect a lot, but. The hype seems to really be picking up steam. Eric, I remember, we just had different projections for what he was going to do in the defense. Exactly. And that was our big I split. I remember is, he was drafted and everybody was confused. Like, is he playing free safety? Like, why they pick this dude? When mm-hmm. Now nah, he's so going to be the outside receivers. press corner, uh, you know, opposite of uh, Jackson. And uh, Fuller's going to slide into the slot. That's still my prediction. So I, I like I'm excited that. to see him as well. Eric, is it is it okay? Is it PC? When he gets a pick and starts running it back, can we say the juice is loose a la OJ Simpson or is that off limits? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I must say, I wouldn't say it on a public platform. Yeah. I'd say it in the house, though. <laughs> Just in the basement? The juice Just is loose. I'm the dude that uh, rolls up the window when a rap song's on and somebody walks by, though. So <laughs> I'm not the right guy to ask about that. I'm going right along with Biggie, and then all of a sudden somebody comes by, and I'm, like, shutting right up. So. Dang. <laughs> Put on the clay traps. All right, Eddie, uh, who are you looking forward to watching this preseason training camp? Real quick, my, my creative juices, no pun intended right there, are kicking in. We got to create a video where, like, we all run down to, like, a basement or to, like, our car or something where all the windows are up call each other the juice is loose you know what there i mean you go. yeah yeah i see that could be the inside thing i'm with it absolutely absolutely we'll revisit this podcast after his first interception we'll make that one there you go my man uh you know i i actually was kind of thinking about this like who i'm excited there's a couple of guys in their second year that i want to see if they can take the next step um and i believe they will but i'm thinking it's william jackson you know mm, pressure's yeah. kind of going to be on him he's supposed to be our number one there's a lot of accolades about how young he is and the success he had, especially on a Bengals team that kind of was not, you know, really, they weren't some world beaters. They were okay, but mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm excited to see how he does. He's our new pickup. Let's see what's up. For sure. Rashad, who's your guy this preseason? See, putting a guy on this is kind of difficult, but I can't wait to see Jamin Davis fly around with that front four. No, actually front five because I nice is coming back. Yeah. And just watching him just run and clean is going to be amazing. I don't know if training camp's a good example of that, but if they're going to go that hard, but he's a guy I'm really looking forward to seeing play behind that defense. For sure. Eric? Yeah, this is, uh, this is probably going to circle back to the first question you asked about the training camp guy you love that didn't work out. 
but um, I'm actually I'm actually excited to see the back end wide receivers, the guys that are fighting for roster spots. That's going to be fun to watch. That was my second. Um, and my personal favorite guy in that back end group is Isaiah Wright, who didn't do a whole lot last year, but I saw just the athleticism that I saw from that guy, the explosiveness that he has. He just was very raw. So if he, I would like to see if he could take a next step because he could really be a guy that could compete for, for a back end because he is a special teamer as well, um, which gives him a little bit of an edge, but he really has to clean up some of the, some of the stuff that he had, like his route, his route running mainly and his, uh, his, the way he catches the ball sometimes uh, is a little wonky, but yeah, I'm actually excited to see guys like him and Adam Humphreys and Dax Milne, some of those guys that, you know, are going to be really, really fighting for that last, you know, number five or six wide roster spot. So you like to see guys are going to get cut, got it? Because AGG is taking that last ride. I want to know who. Yeah, I want to know who I can say we should have kept. That's what I'm excited to find out. <laughs> right. I don't care who we keep. I want to know who we should have kept. I'm, I'm in the same boat with yeah. these receivers. Doesn't matter who they keep. If they keep Isaiah Wright, I'll be like, oh, they should have kept Kelvin Harmon or something. So, yeah, I think AGG is going to get that spot. But neither here nor there. So look, Eric and I did an episode uh, about the draft picks, and I think we were pretty harsh on. Patterson as well, the running back. I'm excited to see what he is and to see if we're wrong about that because we don't have a solid number two running back. Say what you will about McKissick. I don't, I don't like him as a number two. I think he's a third down guy, you know, receptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a guy that's going to pound the rock at the number two position. Is he going to be that guy in Patterson? I don't know. I have my doubts just because I don't, I don't like his versatility as a runner, but I could be wrong. I mean, there's limited footage of Buffalo, you know what I mean? Buffalo games out there. Right. So he could very well be the guy that we need and what's going to happen between him and Peyton Barber, because Peyton Barber was solid in the role that he was asked to fill. But I think for a number two running back, you're looking for a lot more out of that particular individual. So that's who I'm looking for. In, in the most respectful way possible, if Jared Patterson can't beat out Peyton Barber, we might have an issue. <laughs> oh, hold up though i heard that um he slammed down a little bit i don't know what's that about but I, I i thought i heard rivera asked him to slim down and he did so well was he running into the back of his offensive lineman because he was too fat or <laughs> i don't Possibly. think that matters <laughs> yeah i mean you only ask for peyton barber to give you two and a half yards anyway so yeah you got your 2.3 <laughs> yeah, that's your third that's your third and two guy right there peyton barber yeah, yeah. You gotta go with youth you know what I mean? Like you guys were all there, right? You you're in high school, senior year. You're the man. It's like, baby, sorry. And you're going on to the younger. You know what I mean? Come on, fellas. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what I you're talking so. about. I was all all universe my senior year. <laughs> <laughs> they were senior trying to they were trying to work out a way to keep me for a fifth year. They were failing me in class. Five touchdowns <laughs> in one game. Yeah, Paul Kai. That was me. I might be exaggerating. Man, that's funny. Hey, uh, Yaus, when you watch football, especially in the preseason, do you prefer, like, to watch the offense or the defense, or is it kind of one big mixed bag for you? If we're talking about our team, it's definitely the defense. Um, we added so much in the draft. It seemed, I don't know, I personally felt like it was a little bit more of a defensive-focused draft, even though if you look at the picks, it's a little kind of 50-50. But any chance to see Chase Young play is a privilege, even if it's, you know, just going to be for, like, four snaps. Um, and seeing how the rest of our defense is going to develop, considering we already know we have a lockdown, I guess, front front five, if you count Ioannidis, like you said. Um, so seeing how the other pieces are going to form around him or around them, I think is going to be really entertaining. I think with other teams, it's probably more offense. But with us, we definitely lead with defense. Yaus, do you want to see Chase Young actually play in the preseason? Or do you like, hey, I see, I know what he can do. Keep him healthy. Keep him out of there. Uh, selfishly, I always like seeing him play, but as far as the team goes, and especially with what happened to our last stellar draft pick, uh, RG3, I'd rather let's keep him as safe as possible until we need him. <laughs> RG3's name has been mentioned so much on this podcast. I had to knock on wood. It's like, it's like it's RG3, 20... I had to knock on wood. I had to, <laughs> I like 2013 all over it's hard again. not to. He's a, you know, he's a historical milestone in our team's history. You know, it's... yeah. It's naive to say that he didn't make a huge impact on us. He did. Yeah, yes, we were at the game when he dislocated his ankle, weren't we? Against the I Jaguars? Think we were. Yeah, not when we saw the Gumby knee stuff, but definitely. <laughs> Mike, uh, what about you? Are you a defensive or offensive guy when you're watching tape throughout the preseason? I'll tell you this. I probably was offense when I was younger, but ever since Greg Double G Williams 
came as defensive coordinator, I've been obsessed with defense, bro. That 05 defense, man, that's my favorite Redskins team, watching a football team ever, man. So definitely more defensive-minded. What, what do you think this defense is going to do this year? You know, only because of the teams we're facing, I'm, I'm going to say top 10. I think they're top five in the league. But because of the um, offenses that they're facing, the quarterbacks that they're facing, I'll say they might finish 10th. But anything under 10th, I'm pissed. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Eddie, yeah. offensive defense. Uh, you know, typically I'm kind of – I played defense. Um, so, you know, let me make it about me. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But pro- actually probably offense, to be honest, because – when you watch some of these younger guys trying to make the team and you see the mistakes, but then like they finally start to get it right. And then plus that whole chess game, right? Like you're trying to call an offensive play that's going to expose what you think the defense is doing. So it's sort of kind of like, uh, it's kind of like rooting for your kid, you know, like they're getting something right. And then they do it right after practice and practice and practice. And you're finally like, yes, yes. So offense. Hey, give me one offensive player we can't afford to lose this year. This one's obvious, right? I mean, yeah, you could definitely say Terry, but I kind of feel like Gibson. I, I honestly do. I, y'all say what you want, but they're talking about using him more at receiver, right? He was our best running back. I know we just were talking about Peyton Barber. I, y'all want to disagree, it's fine. I'm going to say Gibson. Rashad, you said this is obvious. Who are you talking about? I mean, out. Terry's one of the best receivers in football right now. I love Gibson's upside and potential this season, but Terry right now is a, what, top 15, 20 receiver in the league? Wait, is he the best receiver in football or is he top 15? I said the best. I didn't mean to say the best. But <laughs> by far the best. I'll say he's the best. He's the best whoa, receiver whoa, whoa, in football. My bad. I'm, I'm saying it right now. I'm not trying to get his cancer. He's number one. <laughs> not- <laughs> number one. Julio who? <laughs> yeah, like, my Come bad. On. My bad. I can't go against Terry. It's just that now that we have some other receivers, and I'm not saying they're as good as him, but I just feel like when Gibson was clicking for us last year, we were clicking a lot better too. So, yeah. personally, and we don't have a lot of running back depth. So, very hard to go against Terry, though. I, I you know, that was a hard. No, one. I think the offense. I, I really think the offense is going to flow through Antonio Gibson this year. I think he's going to be really a focal point and things are going to work off of what he does. So I think in, in that respect, Eddie, I think you're right. Although Terry, uh, this is a, a very, this is a big rift between uh, Ellie and I, but uh, Terry is my favorite player on the offense and Gibson is his favorite player. Um, but I think that from the perspective of like what the team can afford to lose and can't afford to lose, obviously losing a top tier receiver is going to kill you no matter what, but you can kind of make up for it with some of the other guys right. at receiver. There's a little bit more depth there and there's really not a lot, you know, McKissick, I like a lot, but I don't know that he's going to carry the load for you. And it just goes back to, you know, preseason MVP to be, you know, Jared Patterson, if he can, if he can carry the load, then Gibson may not be as big of a loss, but I really think that Gibson is, is kind of going to be the focal point. Uh, he's going to be kind of the McCaffrey of this offense this year. So I would agree with you on that, Eddie. Well, and the playbook seems to run through the running game to set up the pass. Now, maybe that's because of who we had passing. But if you lose that setup, then the passing game is not going to be there no matter who's your quarterback. Right. And thinking about thinking back to who he who Scott Turner is the son of, you know Norv love using that running back. And yeah. all aspects, running game, passing game, Norv will get the most out of a running back. So I can see that. Well, some of y'all know more than I do on is is the turf toe good? Like, are we okay with the turf toe? Like, it's just out the picture, like it's gone. Like, do we know that for sure? He said he was good. Well, of course he said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> we actually did a show. We did a show a few weeks ago with a uh, with a specialist um, who kind of gave us the lowdown on that. He basically said that it's going to be something that he he's going to feel all year because it's not good yet. And now that he's working, it's not going to get better because he's you know working on it. Right, but it's right. it shouldn't it shouldn't hold him back. It's just something that's going to be there. But he he should be able to deal with it. That was also fantasy me before I get deep into these fantasy leagues. <laughs> right. I, uh, I'm surprised no one said Logan Thomas, because I think tight end is also a position that we don't have. Well, I guess you could say we have some depth, but what are you getting out of Ricky Seals Jones this year? I don't know. Like, I think, you know, Fitzpatrick over the last couple of years has really started to migrate towards the tight end. 
in terms of his first option. Right. So, um, you know, that that's going to Logan Cobb's going to be key for us this year. So we can't afford to lose him real quick. Let's hit the defensive side of this. Eric, who can we not afford to lose on defense besides Chase Young? Besides Chase Young? Yes, sir. Um, that's a tough question then. Um, he's, I think we have enough depth on the defensive line to overcome even a loss of Chase Young, even though it would definitely hurt. There are guys that should be able to step up, maybe not do what he does, but they can kind of, you know, you know, play through uh, missing chase for a few games as far as um you know the rest of the defense william jackson the third i think is going to play a huge role in what they do this year i think they're really going to migrate towards that long press corner and losing a guy like him um and having to change up what they do as far as going back to more of what they did last year with kendall fuller on the outside is probably would probably hurt quite a bit so i'm going to go ahead and go with william jackson the third even though we haven't seen him take a snap yet Yaus, who is your defensive player? We cannot afford to lose. Uh, well, if we say no Chase Young, I'm going to be lazy and go Montez Sweat. I think he had a breakout season last year. Now, granted, having Chase on the other side of him unlocked him because until Chase is there, he kind of had, you know, up and down games. But I think it's so kind of proven with Montez Sweat, while Chase Young is a generational defensive end, I think having a very fast counterpart on the other side prevents offensive linemen from uh over double teaming or triple teaming chase and really sets him free good points mike who's your guy on the defensive side we can't afford to lose not named chase Young. um i we already seen last year that you can we can survive losing one defensive lineman so to answer the question it's two defensive linemen. <laughs> like we just can't, I, we can't lose a second defensive lineman. So if, if somebody does happen to get injured, except for Chase Young, I do feel like that's the engine. That's like the nitro in the um, defense. So if we lost two people other than Chase Young, we'll be in trouble. So you there. Eddie, who's your defensive player we can't afford to lose? Well, I mean, you guys, <laughs> you guys are, I wanted to say sweat. Right. Uh, I was thinking about maybe going Ionitis or pain. Uh, I'm going I'm to try to be different. I'm going to say Cam Curl. Uh, that's a good one. I agree. That was my I second. Just, I agree. Just, thought about that one as well. For us there, and we need somebody on the back end, and I'm a firm believer, with the exception of Troy Apke, you need somebody who's been there before and had some experience. So minus Apke. Yes, I'm dissing him. If you listen, Troy, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is better than me, but Eddie's player is now Troy Appy. That's who he thinks we can't afford to lose. We got you, man. Are we allowed to clear? Not that man. Get that SOB off the field. Rashad, now that you've taken care of Crow, give me somebody else. We cannot afford to Oh, man. Y'all basically took the whole defense at this point. But I don't know. I don't think we could lose any of the linebackers because I don't know what the real depth is we have behind those guys. Like we drafted Jamie Davis. I don't know what we're doing with John Bostic. I hope Holcomb is healthy. But after that, it's like, who do we have that can play middle linebacker that can just step right in? I I don't think you can lose a, a linebacker in a defense like that. Even it. though I trust Ron Rivera as a former linebacker himself. Watch for uh, Shaka Tony to take one of those linebacker roles. They're going to mm. move him out of defensive line. So you're going to see the ideal end of season lineup will be Jamin Davis, Cole Holcomb, and uh, Shaka Tony at the, on the strong side. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Anybody feeling um, Kalike Hudson? Yeah, that's a, that's a good know that he's a He's a starter, though. I think he you can fill a role with him, but I don't think he's an every-down player at linebacker. Right. He's, he's getting a lot of buzz, too, and that might just yeah. be, like, fan hype. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I could – man, if he can play. I mean, because, look, Cole Holcomb's great. He does have his deficiencies. That's my guy. That is your guy. But, there, you know, there's opportunity there. I'm not saying, he, you know, he'd take it right away, but it's possible, man. He was a fourth-round pick. It wasn't like he was a guy that was undrafted, so, you know. Right. I was talking about Holcomb's my guy. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm with you. Yeah, Holcomb at weak side linebacker where he doesn't have to cover a tight end quite as much could really help him out. Okay, just letting him and Jamin Davis run is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think Jameis can lock down that strong side to start. I think the, the plan for Jamin is to start him out on the strong side and eventually move him to the middle, kind of like what they did with Keekley in Carolina. Right. Uh, he was initially a strong side backer. He's got the same kind of skill set as Keekley has. 
Um, and then, like I said, Shaka Tony, I think is, I don't think Shaka Tony is going to be an edge rusher. I think if he makes the team, it's, he's going to have to show what he can do at a strong side linebacker. Uh, yeah. Holcomb can do anything like Keekley can and uh, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We got some. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's a plus right there. No disrespect. Sure. Hope. I think he's good, but if we can get a fraction of Keekley out of him, man. Yeah. Job well done. Yeah. We're going to close it out like this. Rashad. Tell me, when, when training camp is over, when training camp is over, what do you want to take away from this uh, training camp in the preseason? Like, as the as a collective, like as a team? Yeah. Okay. Everybody stays healthy, of course. I just, I just need to see a couple glimpses, a couple clips of some Fitzpatrick deep balls because we haven't had – it was tough last year down the field. It was tough. It was tough to watch. So – so Fitzpatrick to Terry clips on Twitter would make me pretty happy. But honestly, as long as we stay healthy, I'm I'm okay with training camp. So you like the clips that you were super hyped about Terrell Pryor a couple of preseasons ago. Oh man, that's not a pre- that should have been my preseason name because I was huge on Terrell Pryor. If I was <laughs> at the time. Eddie, what do you want to see from training camp when it's all said and done, man? Uh, well, for one, I definitely want to see us kind of. I want to see once it's it's over that maybe like we're as prepared as we could be coming out. And then this is kind of, I'm going to try to think of how I can say this really quick, because I hope everybody plays well, but I don't want Taylor Heineke to become the new Tim Tebow. Does that make sense? Where if right he's now. our backup, where, okay, so let's say he ends up being our backup, but he plays really well. And then you have half of the fan base divided Rooting Kirk him. Cousins, and then the minute, well, sure, and uh, Cousins as well. That's another one. I just Tebow was a little more glorified. The minute something went wrong with whatever Tebow. team Tebow was on, Tebow oh, chance. Tebow, te- yeah, Tebow. <laughs> and then like the the couple of times in Denver he had success, so everybody swore up and down like, oh, yep, see, see, he can do it. And it's it's no disrespect to Heineke, but you guys have seen on other platforms like what I've said about this, so I don't want to go on and take other people's time. So that's it. Uh-huh. Mike, what do you want to walk away from camp with this year? Um, confidence. <laughs> I remember, I remember that 2013 preseason after we were coming off of the um, 2012 division title. I remember that preseason. It was horrible. I think that was the year when they had the. Um, no, that was the um, previous year. But whatever happened that preseason, it was horrible. And I went into 2013 like we're gonna be trash. It didn't have anything to do with RG3. It was the preseason. They weren't prepared. Everybody can see it. So that's why I'm saying at the end of this this 2021 preseason, I just want to be confident. That's it. Is that too much to ask for? That's too much to ask for. Stay confident and healthy. I can't. Nothing more than that, really. Yeah. Yeah, I'll switch your takeaway. I mean, healthy's first and foremost. I'm seeing, I want to see the running game start to look uh, confident, I guess, to steal the word. Um, the way I see it is Fitzpatrick's going to be boomer bust based off of where he used to be. But if we can have a solid, reliable running game and figure out uh, who's going to be our number two back so that Gibson isn't ran into the ground, I think that's something that we can definitely build on, especially with how dominant our defense has been. I think it, I'm going to say my thing is, I don't know if people noticed this a lot last year, but Gibson had issues fumbling when he got sound contact on him. When he ran into somebody, tried to lower his shoulder, the ball was coming out. When he got popped, the ball would come out. I want to see him have a little bit more uh, ball integrity in terms of securing the ball. Eric, finish this out like this. Finish this sentence. During the preseason, don't overreact to this. What is this? Uh. Jarrett Patterson. <laughs> wow. Jarrett Patterson's going to bust off a 60-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, and everybody's going to lose their mind. Um, See what he did there. It's going to happen. Uh, you know, it's – and it may not be him particularly. It's going to be – there's going to be somebody like that who just blows up. Might be Isaiah Wright, and, uh, you know, I'll be the one blowing up. But I think that's really the uh, the takeaway is, you know, somebody's going to ha- have a huge preseason. We're going to be really angry when they don't make the team, and we're going to swear that they – are going to come back and haunt us and we'll never hear from them again. Um, don't overreact when you see that. I, you know, poor play. I will, I will absolutely overreact if they look terrible. Like Mike said, 
because it's you know it is that could be a, a very you know solid harbinger for what what's to come if they're you know not if they lose obviously because the wins and losses don't matter in the preseason but if they look disorganized like they looked they have looked in previous years under Gruden and that last year under Shanahan that you know that could be a harbinger so if you see you know you'll be able to see it you know as a as a relatively educated fan you'll be able to see if they don't look right um so you should absolutely overreact to that but if somebody has a huge game in, in you know preseason or some defensive player you know takes two pick sixes back in two different games or whatever don't overreact to that because we're always 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 wrong about that and eddie i have a terrible thing to break to you um, we are already at that point where Taylor Heineke. Yes. Is. <laughs> like, yes. I guess I, I mean, that's a foregone that. conclusion. Yes. The first time Fitz throws an interception, people are going to be calling for the Heineke hive is oh, going to be alive God. and well. So, so it's happening. You live in DC. That's just what it's going to be here. Um, and I'll be doing it too. Uh, so I hate to break it to you, but we're already there, but yeah, don't overreact to somebody, somebody playing out of their mind in preseason it happens every year. Who was that guy? You mentioned like the, the guy that we, Sure was going to haunt us. The guy that came off our practice squad and went to the Saints as he was a wide receiver. And we're like, oh, we should have kept him because he was going to do, and he did nothing. Oh, that guy. Uh, was Cindy it Simi Cobbs? Yeah. Because yeah, I used yeah. to get him and Cam Sims mixed up. And I was like, Cam Sims is still <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Simi Cobb. Everybody was like, oh, I can't believe they let him go. And it's like, okay. Yeah. How's that working out? Don't Simi Cobbs it. Jameis <laughs> Winston will hit him for like, you know, 25 touchdowns or something. But whatever. <laughs> He's on the team. I don't even know where he went. Yeah. Hey, fellas, this concludes our training camp extravaganza. Thank you all for joining us, man. It's a lot of fun, guys. Thank you. Definitely was. Thank you. Yeah.